0: Welcome to Feelings Fitness. I'm your host, Suzanne Bizarko, a yoga teacher, licensed professional counselor, certified mindfulness practitioner, and a mom of two. When I first entered motherhood and started raising a family, I needed something to help me survive the seasons of life, which is why I pulled the Feelings Fitness program that I created in graduate school out of the archives, linked it up with what I learned in yoga teacher training, and boom, the Feelings Fitness formula was born. Yoga plus mindfulness equal emotional well-being. It has worked for me, and I surely hope it works for you and your family too. I am stoked to embark on this journey of sharing yoga and mindfulness with you it's time to get real about how you feel it's time to feel fit mind body and spirit Hello, hello, Suzanne here. Super stoked to be back in your ear. Hopefully you got a chance to check out the last episode where I shared the first part of the Feelings Fitness Formula. If you haven't, be sure to go back after you listen to this episode. In that episode, I shared a few of the many benefits of yoga, but for now, we'll be moving on to the second part of the equation, mindfulness. So I want to start first by briefly explaining the difference between mindfulness and meditation because sometimes there's a bit of confusion. And although they're very similar in nature, there is a distinct difference. So... Mindfulness is simply, well, in simple terms, I mean, we could go into a lot of the history of mindfulness and we can do that another time too. But just in general, generally speaking, it's just being present without judgment. So oftentimes we're in situations and tough situations where we wish we were somewhere else or we could be in joyful moments where we fear that that great moment is going to be taken away from us. I think we can all relate to, you know, not being wa- not wanting to be in tough situations clearly, but I think sometimes we don't really think too much about these joyful situations that we fear as well where we're not allowing ourselves to be truly joyful just because we fear that 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 joyful thing is going to be taken away from us so you know our minds can certainly go to some really dark places really fast and one person who has speaks a lot about this idea not to kind of go off course but this is really in line with this idea of being mindful so Brene Brown if you don't know her work you certainly need to she works is a researcher author Um, she looks into a lot about vulnerability and one of the things that she talks about is this idea of foreboding joy. So she says joy is the most vulnerable emotion. And she says, when something good happens, our immediate thought is that we'd better not let ourselves truly feel it because if we really love something, we could lose it. So we shut down our ability to completely enjoy so that we can also shut down our capacity of feeling lost. And I actually had the pleasure of being at a conference where Brene Brown was the keynote speaker. And she shared this example, which I thought was so powerful in terms of not being able to really be in joyful moments. So she told this story about, and kind of think with me, I'll kind of recreate the story for you. And But she shared a story about, she said, "It visualize a family, we'll just call it a family of four, driving in their car. It's a snowy night night. They've just been at a wonderful Christmas Eve celebration with family. They're driving home. They're singing Christmas carols and such. What happens? What do you think happens next? Where did your mind go? And usually for most of us, I know when she told this story to me or to the group that I was with, my mind immediately went to a car crash. So, and she said, yes, that's really where people's minds go when they're, you know, trying to enjoy those great moments. It really, then your mind kind of goes to a dark place. And another one that she, similar kind of example she gave was a new mom looking over the crib into, or into the crib, looking at her newborn baby. The baby is sleeping so quietly and peacefully and where did your mind go? Yeah, it goes to you're worried, is the baby breathing? Is the baby going to sleep through the night and wake up in the morning? It's just our instinct is just goes to some dark places. So mindfulness kind of helps us to alleviate these fear-based thoughts and stay present with what is and not really worry about what could be. It allows us to fully feel the joy of joyful moments. And it also allows us to feel the pain of painful moments, knowing that they'll they'll pass I like this Shakespeare quote too he says there is nothing good or bad but thinking makes it so so you can kind of chew on that a little bit it's pretty deep. And it definitely makes a lot of sense. It's kind of our thinking that really turns situations into good or bad. And another kind of in a similar vein, a great book to, to be to think about thinking is a book by Byron Katie called Loving What Is, is four questions that can change your life. And I'll certainly be coming back to that book in a later episode. Because those four questions, when I went through, you do the questions, and then you turn them around she has a real cool way of stirring up some pretty intense emotions and then but they create really an amazing transformation but it's this idea of the way that we think about thoughts so super cool i'll certainly come back to that one i don't want to get totally dive into something um something else at the moment i want to stick to this idea of the difference between mindfulness and meditation. So just kind of recapping that mindfulness is really a way of staying present in particular moments without judging them as good or bad, certainly not being fearful of the loss of good or the intenseness of um, not so great situations. So that is mindfulness and meditation is actually a more formal practice. So It's actually historically why... Um, the physical practice of yoga was done. So ancient yogis place a lot of emphasis on um, meditation. And so that is actually why the asanas or the physical postures were even done. But so yeah, meditation is there's so many different variations or different ways of meditating, whether you're using a mantra, or, you know, just there's a lot of different different ways of doing meditation. But it is it's in a, in a nutshell, in to just be sim- simple about it, it's the formal practice of sitting with our thoughts and clearing our minds training our training our brain to be present and calm so an idea for we can go deeper into the different styles of meditation in another episode but um yeah but it in essence it's really just that formal practice of training the mind so an idea might be to create if you want to attempt to do a formal meditation practice or practices you might want to think about creating a space in your home or creating a space in an office or wherever you spend a lot of time to to be able to have that space because like I said it is more of a formal practice so in each version here though whether it's mindfulness or the formal practice of meditation we're really training our brain to be calm and to be present and really to be grateful for what is. And in each version, really, if I want to get a little woo woo, which I really do, I like to kind of geek out on this stuff, but um, both of them really are about spreading positive energy. And these are not selfish practices. These practices are not wasting your time when you do them. You and those around you will greatly benefit by the energy that's created within you. And that really like spreads out to others and it spreads out really to the universe as a whole. And now that gets a little woo woo, but I do believe in this universal power of positivity and how we can spread it by a simple mind, mindfulness and meditation practice. So, I guess the question too becomes the the best way to stay mindful or the best way to focus during meditation, and that is really comes back to the breath. And I recently purchased the book How to Breathe: 25 Simple Practices for Calm Joy and Resilience by Ashley Neese. Nice. And I'll tell you, oh my gosh, I mean, I, I'm i one that's like a book nerd that loves the physical book. I love the touch of the book. I love the covers of the books. I just, I don't know. I just, I love, I love books. But this one, oh my gosh, when I got this one, I was like, the, the physical book is just beautiful. And then the content is in it is amazing too. So I highly recommend this book if you are interested in getting into some breath work. So she talks about in the book, she really goes into exactly what um, a main focus that I have here for the Feelings Fitness podcast and just for Feelings Fitness in general is this idea that the breath is tied to the emotions. A quote from Ashley Neese's book here says, in addition to the rich historical landscape of the breath, we're learning today through neuroscience research that a number of nerve cells in the brainstem connect breathing to different states of mind. This research is significant because it confirms what thinkers, healers, and mystics have known for ages. We have the power to shift our thinking by changing the way we breathe. And since it's already common knowledge that our thoughts affect our overall health, energy, and well-being, it's safe to conclude that changing our breath can have a global effect on our entire body. Pretty powerful stuff. And it's like what's super cool about this too is that your breath goes with you everywhere you go. So, you know, in a bad mood, breathe. A little bit nervous and anxious about something, breathe. You've got the tool that can really help you immensely sitting right there mid body so use it learn about it we'll be talking all kinds of breath work and it said that there's a breath for each emotion so I'm certainly going to be diving deeper into that because I think that's a super cool concept and I think we can understand that in the sense that like think about when you're anxious kind of your rapid breathing, and then when you're calm, that kind of slower, more relaxed breathing. So I'll certainly be looking deeper into that and sharing that with you. So clearly, this connection of the breath and emotions will be discussed often in this podcast because, I mean, the name is Feelings Fitness, right? So as we move forward together, I'll teach you various breathing techniques. The one thing that I always teach my students when they come in to do yoga with me and I guess this I always emphasize the breathing because I did it kind of backwards when I first started doing yoga. didn't even realize I was doing it. But if you reverse breathe, you actually are creating more stress in the body, which obviously goes into the emotional well-being too. Think about this. Like if you're in a space where you can kind of check it out, if you put one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly, you can um, test out the breath. So on the inhale the belly will rise and on the exhale, the belly sinks back down towards the spine. So take a moment here and just take a deep breath in and a full exhale out. And you should feel with your hands placed, I like to just place one hand on the heart, I don't know. Really, it's mainly about having a hand on the belly to really feel the rise and fall of the belly. So on the inhale, the belly expands and on the exhale, the belly sinks back down towards the spine. So that's just the basic, real basic yogic breathing. We'll be talking about all different kinds of, of breathing. So different, you can do like even breath, breathing in the same count and breathing out the same count. You can, the extended exhale is really calming. So sometimes people will call that seven eleven breath. There's all different ways of breathing i I know in my yoga class i love to um do the nadi Shodana, which is the alternate nostril breathing and this one man almighty i'll tell you it is i find it the best but it's always tricky it's it's sometimes a tough sell because it's but once you get the hang of it, then I feel like people can really feel the difference after they've done that in terms of relieving some anxiety and just calming the mind and body. So we'll talk about that later as well. So I guess it begs the question: how to keep yourself consistent with a mindfulness meditation and/or breath work practice. Just a couple things. So I have actually really utilized my Apple Watch. So it's the breath app that pops up, I get, I mean, as annoying as alerts are, I'll tell you, it's kind of ironic how that breath app pops up when it's like all right yeah pause and breathe for a minute and the thing is that clearly you're always breathing but by intentionally breathing by taking that one minute and the watch kind of vibrates at on the inhale and it vibrates on the exhale so it keeps you in that just like it's an even breathing but it you know makes you mindful of breathing instead of just whatever your everyday kind of breathing which tends to be a little bit more short and shallow. Yeah, so I found that the Apple, my Apple Watch app, pops up and that's helpful to keep me consistent. There are other apps that are great too, Calm, Headspace. I'm sure there's plenty of other apps to keep you, you know, keep you doing your practice. And I think another thing too is just to realize that you don't need the perfect place or perfect time. If you if it pops into your mind and you have a moment, just I think once you get into the habit of like if there's a break in the day, if you have a moment, to, to just do that. So just realizing that there's not the perfect time or perfect place. And if you miss a day, don't let it derail you. And the cool thing too, is that this is like I said earlier in the podcast, hello, it travels with you. It's always with you. It's this tool that you don't need any anything else. You don't need any, you know, blocks or you don't need any yoga straps, you don't need a mat, you don't need a blanket, you don't need anything to just do these mindfulness meditation or breathing techniques, something that I found really cool for kids. I know we have lots of families kind of listening in here too. Oh, my family recently found this app called, I think it's called Mashi Twilight is what it is, but it's these mindfulness bedtime stories for kids. I'm telling you, it's bedtime magic over here. My kids, we have just the free version of it at the moment. And the story, it. <laughs> it is so relaxing and so cool. And it really, without the kids even knowing, it's really informing them of mindfulness and meditation and breathing too. So we've been using that and there's the the paid version clearly that you can tack on their other stories, but that I'm telling you, even just that free little story that's on there, we listen to it quite often. And like I said, bedtime magic so that's a way just to incorporate it with the kids without them even like really realizing that you're trying to to do anything so i thought too on another note that dare i share a personal mindfulness mishap of my own so here goes Oh, don't judge me, please. Anyway, I have a little mind. I had a, my little mindfulness mishap, and I, looking back on it, it was you know my husband and I laugh about it. But in the heat of the moment, there was my husband and I were having a disagreement. It got a little bit heated, and I love this. My husband says to me, he says, "Oh yeah, coming from you, the one that has a mindfulness podcast," and I was, man, I was off the rails. I was so upset. And I think it was something I think that it or actually it wasn't just a disagreement. I think it was an argument over where I kind of I felt like the value that I bring to the family was being questioned. And it's something that means so much to me, you know, the way that I, I guess all the things that I do for my family, I try so hard. And so when some of that stuff is in question, then I get, you know, really upset. It's something that really triggers me. So I get now we get a little bit of a a giggle out of the fact that, you know, he was calling me out for going off the rails when I am the one that speaks to this mindfulness concept. And, and then I came back around once we kind of, you know, got past things and everything. I explained to him that, you know, I'm clearly not perfect when it comes to this stuff. Far from it. But what it has taught me and what it has allowed me to do is that, when I do get triggered, it won't last as long. So and you're maybe more inclined to be able to identify the trigger and be able to put a little bit of space in between, you know, your reaction, the trigger and your reaction. So by having a meditation, a mindfulness practice using breath work, it does allow you to I mean, it's not gonna stop you from being triggered that you are who you are your emotions are what they are but it will give you it'll give you the training to be able to put a little bit of space to take a pause the next time that that something triggers you so again like I said I got called out And that's okay. I'm not perfect. And I, as my mentors always say, progress, not perfection. So I certainly still lose my cool, even though I'm quote unquote certified in mindfulness, even though I practice yoga almost every day. And even though on an intellectual level, I know how to manage my emotions. But man, emotions get the best of all of us at one point or another. So the goal is to just give yourself some grace. The goal is to learn and grow row from each experience. And as for, you know, the meditation practice, I think that that one in particular Again, I mean, I've heard people say, many people say that it doesn't work for them, and that's fine. So, you know, try. And really, if you've tried long enough and you really can't get to it, it's fine. I think the mindfulness will be helpful, even if you can't get to the formal kind of meditation practice. But if you do want to do, to work towards a meditation practice, I think just allowing oneself to sit and stay present and chal- challenging yourself to not let the thoughts wander and it doesn't it doesn't come easily but the best i think the best bet is really just to start super slow and i'm serious when i say super slow i mean like one minute at a time, maybe using that breathing app on the Apple Watch, that's one minute, start slow, simply build upon the, the practice. And it was funny because I I literally was just speaking with some of my students. I shared that I've been, so I'm sure I'll tell you, geek out on the Peloton from time to time, but I was talking about how I've been using, I like to, I like to spin, so I do all, we have the bike, Um, but they also have yoga classes and meditation as well. So I was saying how, yeah, like basically what I've been doing is doing a spinning class and then hopping off. I have my mat next to my bike and then I hop on and I do a yoga class and then a meditation. And I was like, oh, you know, they have 10 minute meditations. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And really, I What I came to realize is even with that, 10 minutes can be a long time. So I already, I mean, I guess it's just the state of where I'm at currently in windows of time that I have. But I backed it down to the five-minute meditation just because I – I don't know. The 10-minute one was seeming long for me, too. And I'm a little bit more in tune with having the idea of having a formal meditation practice. So five minutes at this point for me totally works. The 10 minutes, I get a little bit um, squirrely towards the end. So again, I'm here to say that I'm a work in progress when it comes to this, to all of this stuff, too. So just keep with it all. And you'll honestly, if you do, I'm pretty certain you'll soon start to feel a shift in mindset that will amaze you. I hope you found this episode enlightening. If you like it, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review and tell a friend. The more people we have engaged in this conscious conversation, the better. You can find everything related to this episode over at www.feelingsfitness.com. And as always, some of the best content comes up after the show in the Facebook group. So be sure to join over there as well. Until we chat again, feel fit, mind, body, and spirit.